Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for August 2nd, 2023. If you're new here on this podcast, what we do is we get into the word of God on a daily basis. We normally study something like a series that we're in, and we're going through a passage or we're going through a topic, and we will address it every day from the word of God. We read the passage, then we break it down, and then I ask a question every day. So what does this mean for you today? And I've been asking that question for over 25 years. Today's word this is actually number year number 26 of today's word. And so as we get into the word this morning, we're in a series on the parables of Jesus. And I've been studying, we've been studying the parable of the sower. I call it the mother of all parables. We're already at part 28. So this is like multiple weeks now, uh, six weeks that we've been studying this parable, the parable of the sower. And we finally get to the good ground. Like there's, there's three types of soil that don't produce fruit. And then there's one type of soil that does produce fruit. We've walked through the first three. Today, we're going to look at good ground. The title of today's message is Becoming Good Ground. Say this out loud and put it in the chat. I am becoming good ground. Or if you want to say it by faith, I am good ground right now. Let's get ready for the word. All right, so I'm excited about this message. Many of you are already putting it in the the chat uh, by faith that you are good ground. Say, I am good ground. I'm saying this by faith. I wanna make sure that when I come to God and I come to his word on a daily basis, that my heart is ready to receive that I am good ground, that I'm not distracted. I don't have competing priorities. I'm ready to allow the word of God to go deep into my life. I'm ready to become the man or the woman that God has called me to be. And whenever there's a disconnect between me and the word, remember the problem is not with God. The problem is always with me. And so I'm ready to change in order to become who it is. I want to be more like Jesus. Put Put that in the chat. I want to be more like Jesus and I'm becoming more like Jesus on a daily basis. A key aspect of that is getting the word of God down in my heart. So before we get into this parable, Psalms 126 and verse four is a scripture we've been looking at all year. It's a scripture that the Lord gave our church and I want to share with you. It's something that we've been meditating on. The Bible says, now Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory and may streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. We believe at our church that this is a season of refreshing and restoring. So if you are a person that used to walk with God on a greater level and some way, somehow, Along the way, life happened and your relationship with God is not where it used to be and you've lost something. You've lost a spring in your step or a song in your heart or a smile on your face. And you know you want to get it back. This is your season to get it back. I, de- I declare what we just read for you, that every dry area of your heart will be drenched again. This is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. Say amen to that. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. All right. So Let's get into this. The mother of all parables, Jesus taught this parable. His disciples didn't understand it. He said, you better understand this one because if you don't understand this one, you can't understand any parable, which is why I call it the mother of all parables. And this was Jesus's explanation to his disciples about the parable. Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 30, down uh, verse 13, down to verse 20. The Bible says, the farmer is like someone who plants seed down inside of people. And sometimes... The seed falls along the path. 
These are like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. And because they don't understand the word that they receive, the word is not going to work for them, and they're susceptible to Satan. Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart because Satan knows that there's power in the word of God. Put in the chat, there is power in the word of God. And so Satan wants to snatch that word away before the word works. All right, other people like to see that's planted on rocky ground. These are the people that hear the word of God. The Bible says, Jesus said, they quickly and gladly accept it, right? They're real loud. In church, they say amen to the pastor, but they don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. They're giving God surface level Christianity. They know how to clap on the right beat. If I say, if I'm preaching and I say, God is good, they say all the time. If I say all the time, they say God is good. They know how to say the right things. They know how to look the right way. They know how to dress the part, but they're giving God surface level Christianity. And unfortunately for them, the Bible says as a result, because they don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. As soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word, see, there's so much power in the word of God that it will attract opposition from the enemy. Not only does it attract favor from God, it attracts opposition from Satan. And as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word, these people are quick to give up. Now, other people are like the seed that are planted amongst the thorny weeds. These are like the people that hear the word of God, they go to church every Sunday, but they have allowed their lives to become full of other things. They just have way too much stuff going on. They have competing priorities. And in their hearts, these other things are just way more important. Their business is more important to them than, than God. Uh, their, their car might be more important to them than God, right? They just have competing priorities. They have things going on in this world that they're focused on that just is way more important than God. Jesus said they have like the cares of this world, the love of money, and selfish desires. And because of that, the word is trying to work in their heart, but these other things are like weeds that choke out the word and the word doesn't produce. So Jesus gave us a picture of three types of ground that didn't work. And then finally, he said, some people like good ground. Say, I am good ground. Who glory to God. Say, I am good ground. We want to be good ground. I shared my testimony with you yesterday. If you didn't watch today's word, you should watch it how I was determined to be good ground. I rid my heart of all distractions, all blessing blockers. I, I got rid of everything that I needed to get rid of. I thought I just wanted God. I just wanted his word. I just wanted to be changed. I wanted to be brainwashed. I wanted my, my thinking to be washed. I wanted to think like him. And so some people are like that, like good ground. And the word of God comes down into their heart and it produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, and sometimes a hundred times more. You and I, the reason why you're watching today's word is because you want to be good ground. Say, I am good ground. So let's talk about it. We've already covered the first three types of ground. So now let's talk about good ground today. What? So what does this mean for you today? I have six things to share with you in this morning. This is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Let's talk about it. And this is, I'm just introducing you to good ground. So it will take me some days, but this is the first message. You ready? Here we go. Number one, why God wants me to become good ground. I actually thought about this as I was coming down from my bedroom and I stopped in the kitchen to get a cup of coffee before I came down into my office. Um, this is what the Lord gave me. And I pulled out my phone and I recorded this, like I did a, a voice to text. And this is what I said verbatim. I spoke this into my phone. The word of God contains God's character, attributes, and nature. One central point of this parable is that God is likening himself to a sower who goes forth to sow seed. 
we know that the goal of sowing is reaping. And so the goal of this parable is for the seed that is sown into the ground to reproduce after its kind. Everything reproduces after its kind. That's a principle that we find in Genesis. Now, let me pause there for a minute for my notes, you know, what I spoke this morning into my phone. And let me just expand on this Genesis point for a minute. So in the book of Genesis, God goes uh, out of his way to really drive home the point that everything reproduces after its kind. So lions don't, don't reproduce monkeys, right? I mean, it just doesn't happen. And so zebras cannot reproduce a horse, that kind of thing. So, and what I put in my notes was you can never get oranges from apple seeds. Watermelon seeds can never produce pomegranates. Everything reproduces after its kind. This is, this is powerful. So you got to understand this. The oak tree is inside of the acorn. Everything reproduces after its kind. And why is that important? Because everything that, that wants the outcome, the harvest is inside of the seed. And so God likens the word, his word to seed in this text. And so we need to know what's in the seed, just like the oak tree is inside of the acorn, the character, the attributes, and the nature of God is inside of the seed. And the seed is the word of God. So when the sower sows seed into the ground, he does so with an expectation to get a harvest after its kind. If the sower sows corn, then when he comes back, he's looking for corn. You get it? If the sower sows, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, um, let me pick a fruit, mangoes, when he comes back, he's looking for mangoes. So in this case, the sower is sowing the word of God and, and God and his word are one. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. There's no disconnect between God and his word. And so when God sows his word down inside of us, when he comes back looking for the harvest, what is he looking for? He's looking for himself. The word of God contains the character, the attributes and the nature of God. So let's apply this to our lives. The word of God, because it contains God's character, attributes to nature, when he sows his word down into our heart, the sower in this parable is sowing the seed and the seed is the word of God. Our heart is the soil. So when God comes and he sows his word down into our heart and he comes back later, he's looking for a harvest. He's looking for the seed of his word to reproduce after its kind. God and his word are one. So what is this supposed to reproduce? It's supposed to reproduce God. The word of God, the reason why I gave you my testimony yesterday, I stopped listening to this kind of music. I stopped connecting with these kind of people. I disconnected from this. I disconnected from that. Why? Because I wanted no distractions. I wanted no blessing blockers. I wanted the word of God to work. And then I devoured the word of God. And what happens? Well, the word of God was a seed and it started to produce a harvest. What did it produce in my life? The, the character of God, the attributes of God, the nature of God. Oh, snap. So now Rick Pina, I was 23 years old. I came to God. I was young. I was brash. I was arrogant. I was cocky. I was violent. I, I cursed every third word. And so, so now I'm born again. And so, but my spirit was born again. My soul was not. And so now I got to get the word of God down in my heart so he can change my soul. My soul is my character. My I mean, my soul is my thinker my feeler, my chooser, the way I think, the way that I feel, the way that I make decisions. So the word of God has to teach me how to feel, how to teach me how to think, 
teach me how to decide. The word of God is teaching me how would God address this? Like when somebody does me wrong in the past, I was ready to fight. But now that I'm getting the word of God down in my heart, when somebody does me wrong, I'm learning how to react the way that God will react. I'm learning how to respond the way that God will respond. I, oh, I, 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 it's the word of God is producing after his kind. And so now godly character, godly attributes, and godly nature is being reproduced in my own heart. And so I, I, I'm learning. I, I'm surprising myself. I'm like, man, that would have bothered me before. It's not bothering bothering me now. I would have went after this person before, but it's not, I don't feel like going after them now. Why? Because I feel different. I, I, I feel the way that God is supposed to feel about this thing. I'm going after, wow. And the word says, and I would have never done this before, but I feel like praying for that person. I don't, this is so weird. I feel like praying for that person. I feel like praying for somebody that did me wrong. What is going on? It is the word of God. It's reproducing after its kind. Uh, what is it doing? It's producing a harvest in my life. What, what is the character of God, the attributes of God, the nature of God? And it's changing me from the inside out. And so now I think different and, and I feel different and I'm making different decisions. I would not have done that before, but I'm doing it now. And this is weird to me. And, and I'm becoming a different person. And how does it happen? It's the word of God. It didn't happen when I was born again. Because when I was born again, the only thing that changed was my spirit. It happens through the word of God. This is why you need Bible study. This is why you need a church. This is why you need to get the word of God down in your heart. This is why you need today's word. If, if you don't get the word of God down in your heart and meditate and meditate on it, it's not going to reproduce after its kind. You could be born again. Re, let me be real clear about this. You can be born again and be nasty to people. You can be born again, going to heaven, going to heaven and be spiteful. You could be born again, going to heaven and treat people wrong, be hateful, be a backbiter. You could be born again and hold grudges. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if you get the word of God down in your heart, what's going to happen? The word of God will reproduce. How? After its kind. And the word of God will teach you, nope, that's not how we feel now. Why? Because I feel different. That's not how we think now. Why? Because I think different. That's not how we act now. Why? Because I act different. And it all happened with the word of God because now I'm good ground. Say, I am good ground. Number two, God wants you to be good ground. His desire for you is to become good ground. Why? So that his word can take root in your life. The word of God is not going to take root in the life of the people from the first three grounds. Why? Because Jesus already explained why it didn't work. So he wants you to, to, to be good ground so that the word of God can go deep into your life. It can take root and produce a harvest. Put this in the chat. The word of God is taking root in my heart on a daily basis. I want the word of God to take root in my heart on a daily basis. And as I meditate and as I meditate on the word of God day and night, what's going to happen? I, I am becoming more and more like the word. I am beholding the glory of the Lord and I'm becoming what I'm beholding. I, I actually become what I behold. I'm actually gazing into the glory of the Lord through the word of God. I'm picking up the word of God and it's like a mirror and I am I'm becoming a reflection of what I'm beholding because I'm getting the word of God through my eye gates. It gets down in my heart. I'm getting the word of God through my ear gates. It gets down in my heart. I'm meditating and I'm meditating on the word. And now the word of God is reproducing after its own kind. Say amen to that. Number three. Now, let me just break down the soils that didn't work. Avoid being like the wayside soil, the soil along, along the path. These were the people that hear the word of God, but they don't understand it. And because they don't understand it, they're susceptible to Satan. And Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. So what you want to do to avoid being this type of soil is you want to understand the word of God. Put in the chat, I seek understanding. So you want to understand the word of God. So what am I going to do to understand the word of God? Well, 
I am, first of all, going to go to a church that teaches me the word. I'm going to go to a church that's not just getting me all excited and getting me all emotional. I'm not going to a church that's just all about politics and talking about what's on CNN. I'm going to a church that's going to teach me the word of God. That's number one. Two is I'm going to connect with people like Rick Pina online. That's going to also help me to understand the word of God. Number three, then when I get, I'm going to study the word of God for myself. Number four, then when I get the word of God down in my heart, I'm going to meditate and medicate on it so that I can understand it. I'm going to seek understanding. Proverbs 4 and 7 says that we got to seek wisdom and understanding. So I'm seeking understanding. I'm seeking divine wisdom. I'm meditating and I'm medicating on the word of God day and night so that I'm not like that soil that doesn't understand it. Number four, I'm going to avoid being like the rocky ground. What were the rocky ground? What what mistake did they make? Well, they didn't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. They gave God surface level Christianity. So say this, put this in the chat. I go beyond the surface. I'm not going to give God surface level Christianity. I am going to go beyond the surface. I want to be deep with God. I want God to go deep with me. I want the word of God to go deep into my life. I want it to penetrate every area and every aspect of my soul. I want it to change the way that I think, change the way that I feel, change the way that I make decisions to the point where I am looking and acting like God, that when people come in contact with me, they come in contact with him. Also, I need to do this because the the text says that trouble will come and persecution will come because of the word. So I need to be prepared. I need the word of God to go deep into my life and establish roots so that when trouble comes, so that when persecution comes, Jesus gave another parable about this house that was built on the rock and the one that was built on the sand. In both cases, the wind came, the floods came, the wind, you know, so, so, so when the rain falls and the wind blows and the floods flow, there's one that was built on the sand, that house fell. But no, the one that's built on the rock, because it has a strong foundation, it shall not be moved. So I'm going to allow the word of God to go deep into my life so that I have a strong foundation. Say this, put it in the chat. I have a strong foundation. And because I have a strong foundation, I will not be moved. Come what may, I don't care what happens. I shall not be moved. Number five, I want to avoid being like the thorny ground. We've been studying the thorny ground for weeks. What is the thorny ground? They have allowed their lives to become full of other things. They have competing priorities. They got the kids of this world, the love of money and other stuff. And they don't care about God. They they, they come to church on Sunday, but but the, these other things are way more important. They come to church on Sunday, but these other things are just competing priorities. They would rather just focus on their business or focus on their career or focus on their investments or look at their crypto or look at, you know, or look at stuff on YouTube. <laughs> they, they, they just have competing priorities. And this God stuff is cool when I have time for it, but you know, sometimes I just don't have time for it. And so, so because they have allowed their lives to become full of other things, the word doesn't work. And so when, what happens then is that when people come in contact with those people, they don't come in contact with God. They come in contact with whatever they saw on YouTube, whatever they saw on TikTok, and they're not meditating and medicating on the word of God. But I want, I'm talking to some people right now that care about God. I'm talking to some people right now that want to represent God on a daily basis. I'm talking to some people right now that want to be changed, that want to be examples, that want to be emissaries, that want to be ambassadors for the kingdom of God. Say amen to that. When people come in contact with us, they're going to come in contact with God. Number six, and finally for today, last point for today, powerful things happen when you remove all the blessing blockers. This is why I shared my testimony yesterday. You got to, you got to remove all these blessing blockers. And when you do, powerful things will happen. Listen, you are destined for an abundant harvest, but I want it to be a harvest of the word. 
Not just like people say, oh, I want money or I want cars. I, I, I got it. Listen, if you like cars, God can give you cars. If you like purses, God can give you purses. But that shouldn't be the desire. The desire is I want to be like God, man. I want people to come in contact with God when they come in contact with me. That's why you want to rid yourself of all the blessing blockers. That's why you want to stop having all the negative input. That's why you you need to stop listening to some things or watching some things. That's why you got to fill your heart with the word of God so that you can know how to respond. You can know how to act. You can know how to think. You can know how, you could develop godly character so you could be able to carry the weight of the anointing that's associated with your assignment. When you remove all the blessing blockers and you don't do what the first three grounds did, and now you're good ground, when you do get the word of God, when you do go to church and you, and you get a word from the Lord, and you meditate and medicate on it, that word is going to reproduce. And what is it going to do? It's going to reproduce after its kind. What you're hearing from God will manifest in your life. You're not just going to church to hear word. You're not just tuning into today's word to hear word. You're actually living word and you're reproducing word. And your, your life is producing what you're hearing. Your life is producing what you're receiving. Your life is producing what you're meditating on. You're learning how, you know what? I'm not as angry as I used to be. I'm not holding on to things like I used to hold on to. Matter of fact, I feel led to call this person and tell them that I love them and that I forgive them. Now, your, 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 your friends might say, oh, don't do that. You didn't do, you didn't do anything wrong. They're supposed to forgive you. They're they supposed to ask for forgiveness from you. They should be calling you. Listen, you didn't. Stop. You, you look at them and say, you know, I got it. You're probably right. I don't know. I just feel led to let them go. I feel led to forgive them. I, I feel led to, to mend the... Let's just restore the breach. Let's just mend the relationship. I'm not, I'm not holding grudges like I used to hold grudges. I'm, I'm not angry or bitter towards people the way that I used to be. I, I, I just... Why? What is happening to you, girl? What's going on with you, man? Hey, bro, what's going on? Well, I'm changing. Why am I changing? It's the word of God. The word of God is changing me. How is it changing me? I'm thinking about it all the time. I'm meditating on it. I'm becoming good ground. The seed of the word is in my heart. And you know the, the other parable where Jesus said the guy sowed seed into the ground? He, he doesn't have to have a degree in agriculture to know that it's going to produce a harvest. He doesn't even have to know how it works. Whether he's up, whether he's sleeping or he's awake, the word is always working. So I get the word down in my heart and then I could be working. I could be doing email. I could be reading a book. I could be in a meeting on a Zoom call, but because the word of God is down in my heart and I don't have any blessing blockers blocking it, guess what? It's going to reproduce. How? After its kind. Put in the chat, the word is working for me. That's enough for today. I've given you enough. Let me close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. I hope that you're enjoying this series. Listen, I mean, this is good. This is the importance of the word of God. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, I am good ground. Now for your word to take root and manifest in, your, in my life, I have to rid my heart of all blessing blockers. And I declare that I do. Your word contains the character, the attributes, and the nature of the God of the word. And so I embrace it with all divine understanding. I reflect your essence in everything I do. Just as the sower expects the seed 
to reproduce after its kind. I know that your word will produce your likeness and your fruit in me. When people come in contact with me, they will come in contact with your glory. I meditate on your principles. I gain understanding through the Holy Spirit. I build my life on the foundation of your word. Your word is deeply rooted in my heart. So nothing can stop me. Nothing can shake me. Your word is working and is working all the time. I open my heart to you and you open the floodgates of heaven towards me. This is why I can boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I want you to meditate and medicate on the word of God day and night. The word of God contains the character, the attributes, and the nature of God, and it will reproduce after its kind. All right. So if you, I need you to do me a favor as I close. Two things. Number one, go into the chat right now and leave me some comments if this message was a blessing to you. I like to read those comments. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. The best is yet to come for you. Have an amazing day. Let the word work. Let it do what it does. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.